Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 42. I am Rob Wright with Search Security, and I'm here, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter. Rob. We, uh, we've had a busy day. We're recording this on a Friday, a little bit later than we normally do, uh, Friday the 24th of February, because we've been in scramble mode since... I mean, I saw this pop up late yesterday, but there really wasn't time for us to do anything. But uh, I am referring to, of course, the uh, Cloudflare uh, uh, bug, parser bug, that was revealed uh, on Thursday. And it's a big one. It's, it's, it's a big one. It's, it's a fascinating one. It is, I guess all things considered, it's not as bad as maybe it could have been. Uh, I know some folks are sort of referring to it as cloud bleed, a la heart bleed, uh, even though the researcher who found the flaw apparently sort of made that remark in jest about it being cloud bleed and wasn't really serious, did not want to call it cloud bleed. But it's it's big. Yeah, it's it's very big. And I think and we'll get to this a little later, but I think this has implications for for how content delivery networks, how companies like Cloudflare work and how a lot of enterprises and a lot of websites use them as essentially a man in the middle, a good man in the middle, but a man in the middle nonetheless, which we'll, like I said, get to that later. But Peter, you wrote the story. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna get into some of the details and, and sort of discuss what's going on, but I'll, I'll just run through the basics real quick, uh, if that's okay with you, unless you wanna do it. You did write this story. Please, you go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll interrupt and correct you if you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring you in real quick because okay. you did write the story. So late yesterday, Thursday, uh, Cloudflare announced that there was a, a memory leak caused by a, a, an HTML parser bug. And it essentially was causing information uh, which could include really a wide variety of sensitive customer data uh, from, from really, I mean, we're talking about passwords, we're talking about PII, we're talking about tokens, uh, cookies, really uh, authentication credentials, really anything to to leak and sort of reside in the, um, the caches of web browsers. Uh, it was being picked up by, it could be picked up by, uh, like you said in your article, like, Crawler. Uh, well, just just to 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 clarify, mm. so anything that was being sent to any any data, and that could include, I mean, it, it didn't have to be PII or sensitive information. Right, it could be junk data. It, it, it could be. Yeah, mu- much of it probably was. Yeah, junk, and most of the most of the data was probably sent to browsers because it went to any requester. Yes. Now. The dangerous part is that the, the robots and the crawlers that keep caches, once somebody knows that they've got this stuff in their robot crawler cache, they can go dig for it. Now, I think part of the reason that there was some issues about uh, when the notification would come mm. was I think that there might have been some sense that they wanted to wait for caches to expire. Yes. So that might have 
had something to do with it? Yeah, and I think I think Claude Fleur made reference to this uh, John Graham Cumming, which is he's the uh, I don't remember his official title. He's the person that wrote the Cloudflare yeah. incident response yeah. report, and he, I believe he's a. I think his official title is just Cloudflare, uh, you know, a, a programmer developer within Cloudflare. It doesn't not a lot of information. Oh man, the job that he had, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we thought we had a tough week at RSA, right? And this guy gets a a, a notice uh, from the company. There's been a there's there's a tweet from Tavis Ormandy. The Grim Reaper, as we call him, <laughs> from Project Zero. Uh, so yeah, let, let's back up. So, so Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday evening. I think it, it was. Right it was. I believe it was early, early in the afternoon. It was early in the afternoon. Uh, Tavis Ormandy on on Twitter says, uh, "Oh no, it was. It was. It, this is uh, seven uh, eleven p.m. Well, hmm. I don't know what time zone it was. Maybe it's maybe that's West Coast, and it was." afternoon and i thought and i remember thinking oh cloud flare is in trouble <laughs> oh listen yeah. it, well it was it was the last day of rsa and yeah. people were packing that's up right that's oh i was already back I, I was already back and i i yeah. thought i'd seen it in the morning in in california oh but, maybe you did um but yeah but it, yeah it look rsa that week was a blur uh so <laughs> but so i mean if you don't know who Tavis Ormandy is. I, I joke, I call him the Grim Reaper, but really, this guy has got quite a track record lately in terms of finding some very, um, very serious, very critical, very baffling and mind-boggling bugs. He's, um, he's responsible for a number of the recent findings around Semantic and their antivirus scanning engine and some of the weird stuff that they've done. We've talked a lot about here on the Risk and Repeat podcast. So he, said, he sends this tweet out, on Friday, and I think I'm gonna call up the uh, incident report on Project Zero. Seconds mattered here. I'm quoting: "Emails to support on a Friday evening were not going to cut it." So maybe it was maybe it was a Friday evening. Listen, details. I don't think that matters at this point. Uh, quote: "I don't have any Cloudflare contacts, so uh, I reached out for an urgent contact on Twitter." and quickly reach the right people. So kudos to whoever is running Cloudflare's <laughs> social well, media that, that saw this or whoever you know forwarded this to the right people because they did. I mean, the, the timelines. 12 minutes later. Yeah, 12 minutes later. And, and, and the timeline that, that you can see from both uh, you know, Project Zero and from Cloudflare itself, they got on this pretty quickly and good for them. Uh, but this... This was, this was strange. So, you know, the 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 data was leaking. We're not entirely sure if all the data for every transmission, every customer, um, from from every website, ended up being saved in in caches or or what. Yes. Well, so. One of the things about the Cloudflare incident report was they laid out the different conditions that had to be right that had to hold for data to be leaked, and once the and and, and I think they came up with a number one in three point three million yes HTTP requests were like were suspected to be conforming to those criteria, so basically 
each HTTP, HTTP request had about a one in three million chance of being of including leaked data. Now, on top of that, you have to figure that not all the data that's been leaked is going to be your password to your to your sure. brokerage account. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, like on the plus side, we can say, hey, you know, it's really unlikely that any particular person is compromised. On the downside, pretty much everybody in the world who uses the internet, maybe not in the world, but and maybe not pretty much everybody, but a lot of them, mm -hmm. because because Cloudflare hosts on their content delivery network a lot of the internet, a lot of websites, and and some of the data that was getting leaked was not related to cloud to Cloudflare hosted domains. It was just whatever's in memory. Right, that's right, that's true. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so on the one hand, it's unlikely that any particular piece of information has been leaked. On the other hand, everybody has a non-zero possibility that their most secret secrets have been leaked. Right. So we, while you can, you can, you don't necessarily have to rush to fix all your passwords, but you probably should if you care about and that's, it. <laughs> So that 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 was going to be my my next question is, is what well I mean what do you do about something like that? so let's say you are you are a healthcare organization you're not entirely sure if if you fit the criteria because and we should note according to Cloudflare there was there was three features that used the HTML parser in question and. Uh, I believe it was email obfuscation, server-side excludes, and automatic HTTPS rewrites. Now, they say they're minor Cloudflare features, but we don't really know how many people, how many websites, how many organizations, how many customers were using them. And it's, I mean, they're still investigating it. So, and, and, and they don't have a definitive number of how many websites just yet um, were affected. And it's, we, we should note here, I should note that it, the the parser thing, so they were actually, the, this was brought about because they were trying to upgrade. Right, they had, a, they had an HTML parser that was old and was not, uh, that they needed to replace because it wasn't doing the job that it was supposed to do, yeah. but they needed it to do. So they developed a new one. And my understanding of this and you know, I'll correct you as needed, because yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I. Well, my understanding is that the way that the two pieces of software dealt with memory, that if one of them was ahead of the other one, it potential it had the potential to cause the the exposure, the leak, mm -hmm. uh, because because of the way programs work. So, right. yeah. um, and they and 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 it's one of these very subtle vulnerabilities or flaws that hey you know we we we, we probably talked about a lot of different things i'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the AS, asn.1 compiler sure oh that's a good that's a good comp yeah that's a good comparison that it, it's sort of it's one of these things where unless you're really looking very deep you're not going to see the vulnerability and the and the question that always comes up is how hard are the attackers looking right. for these same exact things well this is the problem so this is what concerns me yeah. The, so the 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 bug was it was a conflict between the new parser and its 
and apparently the old parts. Of it. So they were trying to fix, they were trying to improve things. And I think Graham, uh, Graham Cumming wrote in the, um, the incident report, he said, quote, unfortunately it was an ancient piece of software that contained a latent security problem. So there was a security problem in the thing that they were trying to get rid of and upgrade to, but when they, when they changed it, um, the pr he said the problem only showed up as we were in the process of migrating away from it. Our internal InfoSec team is now undertaking a project to fuzz older software looking for potential potential other security problems, end quote. So, I mean, that's... Well, the, the interest, uh, part of the interest, one of the interesting things to me is that if they had not replaced the, the old parser, yeah. the bug would not have, would probably not have occurred. Yep. If they had replaced the old parser with a cutover date where it went from one to the other, which is not a, probably not a good practice as right. my guess. Although I wonder now whether it's better to run it on a test bed and, and debug it completely first and then cut it over. But again, production versus test bed, it's... Yeah, I don't know how much... Yeah, yeah but, but if they could have done that, if they could have said, okay, we're going to take all the old code out and we're going to put the new code in, the, my understanding of this is that that also would not have caused a problem. It was the, it was the, the presence of both... Version of a the conflict, yeah. tool yeah. That, that caused the, the issue. Yeah, and it sounds like because there was a conflict between the old and the new, instead of getting rid of terminating the the, the, the data in memory, the it leaked. Right, and, and it was cached. Yeah, and it was you know data from uninitialized memory is sitting out there in web crawlers, and I, I guess this is what worries me. Getting back to, to to the point about you know how hard are the hackers looking. I mean, Ormandy was not looking for this. He was working on another project, and he saw this data, and he traced it to Cloudflare, and that's how he found it. So if you have other attackers, I mean, do I think that there's a likelihood that there were attackers running web crawlers, hackers out there, cyber criminals, whatever, and that they might have come across this data as well? They might have seen, oh, this is Cloudflare Flare data. This is... That's unusual, and then figured, well, what was going on? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, because I'm a pessimist, but I'm also a realist, Peter. I'm well, also a realist. Um, so even if there wasn't some black hat that was that was running their own crawler and and caching yep. all this stuff and holding on to it forever, and he, and and let's just say that 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 nation state actors weren't doing this either. Right. There's still the possibility that you've got a company like Yahoo. Which has been breached pretty badly lately. Yep. They're you got to figure that there's you know if they're doing search engine type stuff, they've probably got a crawler going. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of other search engine uh, besides Google. I mean, and and not to say that Google is is completely secure because right. nobody is. No one is. Yeah. But Google's I, I I trust Google a lot more than I trust Yahoo at this point. Oh, with good reason. <laughs> but you know. All I'm saying is that any any entity that was running a robot or a crawler to and caching the results is going to have access to this stuff. And anybody that has access to uh, anybody who has access to that stuff also has access to right. that stuff. So it's, you know, transitive or whatever that property is. But yeah, so it's out there. I'm going to go home and change all my passwords, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, seriously. No, you should. You should. I mean, 
I don't know if that was explicitly recommended by Cloudflare, but they did say data could be in the wild. Well, and, and I think I think if you're an organization, if, if you're if you're if you're a HIPAA covered entity. I mean, I know this is a headache because there's no proof right now. Like you said, one in, in three million or whatever requests are going to get, but there's no proof that there isn't. A, yeah, there's no proof that there isn't. It's is what what did you put it? It was a no zero, non zero, non zero, non zero, non zero certainty <laughs> or probability of that non zero certainty. Right. Well, yeah. And, um, I, so, if I remember remembering uh, Cloudflare's incident report correctly. They did say that they're that they're advising their customers, which are the people that host the websites, yeah. that they should decide what they need to do as far as talking to their customers, which yeah. are the end users. And a few people, uh, you know, a few s security folks out there on Twitter have have chimed in on this. A, a, a lot of people have chimed in on this, and a few have said, "Yeah, you you have to sort of assume that uh, that the that this sensitive information." has been exposed and act accordingly. And, you know, if you're a HIPAA-covered entity, you have a reportable breach. I mean, it, it's it's not something you want to deal with, especially when there's no evidence that that, that you're, you've been affected or whatever. I mean, but you, you got to act. And it's, you know, even if there's some data out there that may, be, may seemingly be innocuous, what about the data that isn't? And now, and now, how do you check if all that data, that cache data, has been scrubbed? I wondered about this. So, so they reported this to uh, uh, Project Zero Normandy reported this to, to uh, Cloudflare on uh, Friday around whatever it was, seven o'clock. Um, so the 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 team assembles, the security team assembles, development team. They get in there. They figure out what's going on. They, you know, within it, within an hour or whatever, they turn off the features that were tied, the aforementioned features that were tied to this uh, parser bug, and so, and you know, they they're still working on on taking care of everything. I think, um, or maybe they maybe I have that wrong. Maybe they they did um, uh, actually patch the systems and, and get rid of the parser bug. But regardless, so they turned off. It, it it's it's done pretty quickly, but they. They waited about a week to say this happened and the data was in the wild because they needed to go to the search engines, they needed to go to Google and say, hey, there's this data out there, it could be in your, your web crawlers, let's, you know, let's rip it up. Well, now you don't really, <laughs> unless someone saved the data, if you are on a list of Cloudflare customers, you can't, like, you can't check, I mean, I guess you, you could, you could go to Cloudflare and say, pull this data that was transmitted during this time, but I don't, are they gonna do that? That seems like a lot of hard work. Yeah. So now you can't really verify. Um, I mean, it would be look like looking for a needle in a haystack as it is, but now you're in kind of a, a pickle. You can't prove that you weren't affected. You just ha kind of have to assume that you were. Right, it's, it's like, You've been exposed to something, so you need to take the precautions in the that that deal with the event of the possibility being. Yeah, caught. it's like if you get bitten by a by a rabbit by an animal that you don't know if it's rabbit or not, but you think there's good chance that it might have been. 
You get this. You, you get the rabies shots. You get the rabies shot. So you're, you're uh, yeah, because you because rabies right is that. pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, I, the 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 problem is that, as you say, the, if the data is out there and if somebody's grabbed it and 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 associated it with you and your user IDs and your websites, even if you change all your well, if you change all your passwords in time, you'll be okay. But yeah. there's still, I mean, on on the on the issue uh, the. Uh, the issue report uh, record that uh, Tavis Ormandy was m m updating throughout the process. Yeah, he has he has three screenshots with lots of black. Oh yeah, cover up all the personal data. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm looking right at it right there, now. Yeah, there's there's it's Fitbit accounts. There's Uber account. Like uh, it looked like it was uh, part of part of somebody ordering an Uber, so it gives your you know all your information. There's there's another one for I want to say OkCupid, yeah. Which presumably it's got a that one's got a lot blocked out. It's it looks like maybe yeah. somebody's yeah. private conversations. Which exactly, you know, it's, ag again, it's it's a kind of thing. You, it's the, the the it goes against the whole. I don't have anything to hide, so you can look at whatever I've got. Um, you may not have anything to hide, but you may not want to have every all of part all the private parts of your life out in the public. So, you know, that's and that's not even a bad outcome if if somebody saw your mash note to a to a crush, as opposed to if they get the the tokens to authorize access to your bank account. That's yeah. that that would be bad. Yeah. Well, a couple of interesting points, and I highly recommend for the people that are interested in in this. And everyone should be. I think this is fascinating. I really do. I, I, I was ready to throw myself out a window working on this with you this morning because I was just, I, we had so much else going on and it's it's just been a long week. And and here we were sitting here the other day, right? Peter, we're saying, oh, the Linux bug, the, the SHA-1 collision, this has been a tough week. And then this drops at the end. Uh, pretty amazing week. But no, so, so I, I recommend going into the uh, Project Zero report on this and, and looking at the timeline and looking at sort of Ormandy's comments as this goes along, reading the full blog post from, uh, from Cloudflare about their end of this and what they saw and what they're trying to do. And it's, it really is, I, I give Cloud, Cloudflare a lot of credit for getting on this. And a lot of other InfoSec experts out there have, have done the same. Still, I wonder uh, how this might have been prevented, and like, are we really, really, and truly sure that all of the cached data? Because there are some people on Twitter out there saying now, no, it looks like there's some unverified, but it looks like there's still some data Ooh. out there. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, and uh, of course, unconfirmed, unverified, but you know, a few people have taken screenshots and said that this looks like the stuff that. Project Zero is reported, but th there's an interesting point in the, I use my interesting crutch word again, Peter, you're supposed to zap me when I do that. Give me a little taser. <laughs> use a different I, word. I left like, it upstairs. Yeah, use a different word, like fascinating. There's a fascinating point <laughs> in the Project Zero log and the, the report here where, where Ormandy 
he points out this is I think this is actually yesterday this is so um, I think it was before the report actually comes in he says uh, Cloudflare pointed out their bug bounty program but I noticed it has a top tier reward of a t-shirt needless to say this did not convey to me that they take the program seriously ouch yeah so that's a valid point yeah it's a valid point good good for Cloudflare for reacting the way that it did and and for having a bug and, bounty and, program and for having a bug bounty program and for getting I mean on a Friday night pulling your, your your development team together your infosec team together and within an hour saying okay let's turn these things off problem solved but then again this problem was was September 22nd was when they made a switch with the parser um, the, the new yeah. HTML parser. So that so this was going on between September 22nd of last year until now. That's a lot of data that could be potentially in the wild and still in the wild, according to some people on Twitter. So I don't know. What else? I mean, any other observations that struck you about this as you were reading through the um, the bug reports and the? I I did see comments from some re respected cyber experts. Uh, Raising raising questions about like this is it's still are they are, are they using programming best practices to to do these things you know why is this why do programs even have access to some of these things and also comments about well if you're going to use C programming language you're going to get some of these kinds of things because you do have to be very explicit about everything in that. And when you're coding with C, but overall, I would say that we're going to have an interesting weekend to monitor the news, which we suggest everybody always monitor the news. Sure. And uh, uh, we'll we will continue to follow this and write about it as it as it develops. We we will. I mean, I don't. I think that this we're we're going to have to wait for more clarity about just who is affected and. Mm and how they're verifying who was affected and what type of data actually did leak. And, you know, right now they've said, I think we already mentioned, they said no one's been, there's no there's no evidence that there's been attacks or, or breaches related to this, which is, is good for them. But, you know, going back to my point way back at the start of the podcast, man in the middle of a CDN like this, do you think, I mean, what's your gut tell you? Do you feel like this is, because I was sitting here you know, yesterday and then this morning, reading about this and saying, "Well, this is this is real bad news for Cloudflare." Now they reacted well and they took care of it, and it's it's it was a minor thing that led to, and like a truly unforeseen consequence. But is this going to give enterprises sort of pause to use, not just Cloudflare, but really? Well, yeah, I I agree. I don't know either. How do you, how can you reconcile the need for speed on the internet globally, which is why people use CDNs, and the need for security, which is, uh, which you know that's sort of like oh well we need security, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a handful of cases that come up in the next couple of months that are traced back to this where people have had their banking accounts ransacked. I mean it I, I'm not saying that it'll happen I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if that does if it happen. does happen yeah and I think uh, Cloudflare's response to that will yeah. have a 
make a big difference as to right. I mean there there's going to be on the one hand I can imagine a lawyer saying look if you pay this you're oh, you're going to be on the hook forever and for unlimited liability going forward and how do you prove that that data was was you know that's how it was it was obtained right well but so my what I'm worried about is if if like Cloudflare might want might say look we know that this was our fault and we'll take care of it yeah but I can you know like you know how lawyers minds oh work. yeah they're gonna say Look, if you accept liability here, you're going. To, you've accepted it forever, mm. going forward, and, and and it will bankrupt you right. shortly. What does it mean for terms and conditions going forward? Service level agreements. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. like I said, it's fascinating. That's going to be my new crutch word. Fascinating. It is though, because because this puts the whole model under the microscope, and it's not just a question of you know secure software development, DevSecOps, and all this stuff that people talk about endlessly about what you need to do to develop with security in mind. I, I, I get all that, but this is going to, it feels like it's going to have repercussions on how this part of the business is done, especially if we find out that, yeah, some customers were, were, um, were hit. They, their, their exposed data has been leveraged by attackers or an attack has been committed using some of this data. That is going to be even bigger so well thank you peter thank you thank you for doing the story number one uh thank you for being here bright and early to it's kind of what i get paid for parse no pun intended through all this stuff (laughs) it's been a long day and thank you to the listeners for listening to us go on and on and make jokes about uh serious things serious things i mean sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying right that is correct. So there you go. That's my InfoSec advice. Laugh to keep from crying. It's uh, ComSec. Comedy InfoSec. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. All right, let me try. Yeah. Thanks to the listeners of Risk and Repeat for tuning in to us for the 42nd time. That, that's a very, that is a very kind note, and you, you did it well, and you, you executed it the first time, unlike me. Screwing up take after take. It's not a contest. No, I know. I know. But thank you for doing Thank you for the story and thank you for doing it. Thank you for... And thank you to the listeners, as Peter said, for tuning in to this episode of the Risk and Repeat podcast. We will see you next time.